It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, hello, hello. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. I'm Carl Blaylock coming at you from the end of Columbus Road, and we got a jam-packed show today here for this August 4th. First, we have in studio Athens High School Athletic Director Eric Schultes. He'll join us and talk about his new role with the Athens Athletic Department, uh, what got him here to Athens, and what's going to look different for the Athens Athletic Department. Then we're going to talk trade deadline wrap-up. And some football. Of course, I'm not alone here. I'm here with Cade Williamson. Cade, how you doing? Oh, I'm having a great day, Carl. It's, I mean, I'm down here in Athens for the day. Uh, I made the trip down from up home. My New York, Ohio is where I reside. So made it down, thought I'd get on the sports fan. So ready to talk some. How we doing? Pretty good. I mean, this is only the second time you've been on there. We'll introduce you a little bit later on some more. But we have Athens High School Athletic Director Eric Schultes in, Schultes into, in the studio here. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? Really good. Really good. Now, Cade, you got some questions for uh, A.D. Schultes here, right? Yeah, I got some. Just want to bounce back real quickly here. You know, you just recently took the job as the Athens High School Athletic Director. I know we talked a little bit before the show. So what's it feel like stepping into that role here in that local spot at Athens High School? Gotcha. It's exciting. Uh, uh, my family and I just moved down three weeks ago. Uh, I got four sons, so we, we've been really active and, and getting to know Athens County a little bit better and, and the local community. Uh, we're excited. I love sports. Been an athletic director uh, at Shenandoah High School before coming to Athens for the previous six years. And uh, I just love the opportunity to work with kids and coaches and the community and just seeing all the good things that happen. And, you know, this isn't your first time you've been in Athens County. You said you were an OU graduate. So, you know, how's it been in your past experiences down here? Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I attended... Uh, on campus, uh, 05 to 08, I think somewhere in that range. Uh, finished my bachelor's degree in education here uh, and spent three years working as a grad assistant uh, with the football program, coaching D-line, linebackers, different things for Coach Solich. Uh, it was a great, it's a great place. I learned so much from those coaches and, and the students, the student athletes that we had. and. Uh, OU in Athens is a great place. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's got to be good to now just kind of stay in the area, be with that. And speaking of football, that being the main sport that's coming up here to start, you know, how are you looking forward to just the fall season in general? Gotcha. Football is uh, fun uh, from the athletic director position. It's kind of nerve-wracking at times because where the average fan is coming in thinking about uh, third and tens and big plays and catches and hits and tackles, I'm thinking – all right, we're going to have 1,500 people here coming through at about 6 o'clock, and we got to make sure the lights kick on, and we got to make sure all the game workers show up, and, and there's all that aspect. So it's exciting. It's also very nerve-wracking. So I'm going to be really glad once we get to kick off for the first home game because at that point, hopefully, it's starting to operate itself. Yeah, I mean, Athens and football is just a big thing down here. You know, small-town football, I'm sure you've been around it, you know, most of your life and around much of that. But you're getting in here. You just gave us a little bit of background information on yourself. You told the people about yourself. You know. You've kind of got a connection down here in Athens. So what do you have to just tell the people about what's going to happen, You know, what your plan is, maybe long-term, different things like that? Gotcha. Well, I know one thing. We're not going to reinvent the wheel right now. Uh, for one thing, uh, Mr. Guimon did a great job. Uh, I don't know that I would use the word improve anything, but we're certainly going to try to make things as efficient, as effective as possible. Uh, one of the things that is going to be a, a huge priority is to make sure that we have the, the best communication that we can possibly have, uh, especially when COVID hit a couple years ago and when you start thinking about winter sports and spring sports and schedules change and JV football doesn't always happen and all of these things, uh, the communication and getting that out there to people because we do want a lot of people at our games. We want people to come and support the kids and, and be around those programs but in order for them to do that, we have to be effective communicators so that the community and the parents and these people know these things. So that's probably the primary goal. Uh, the second, second goal, I'd say, is to try to have a, a clear brand. Uh, 
where when people think Athens and they think Athens Bulldogs, they it's it's a it's a one mission, one purpose, and that's that's priority right now, number two. Yeah, I mean that's a good way to put it. You know, reaching out to the community, being close with everybody. It's always good to have those connections and such. Um, how were those connections at your past job at Shenandoah? Uh, it was it was similar to Athens in the sense that it was a small community, but it was much smaller. When it, it, it was it was an, it was a great environment because three fourths of the people that were in the crowd were related to each other, and they were related to the people that were playing on the field. So it truly was aunts and uncles and grandparents, and it was the entire community. And uh, it, it was because it was such a small community that it was a very very close knit bond. So I'm hoping I haven't been here for for a Friday night varsity football game yet. Uh, but I'm hoping that a lot of that same feeling carries over, and I'm sure that it's going to. Yeah, I mean, when it goes to those Friday night football games, the energy's huge with that. I mean, we'll be at a couple of those games. You won't be hearing Carl and myself, but instead you'll be hearing Cedric Granger and Matt Frazee here on 970 WATH. But for that interview, really appreciate you coming awesome. on. Well, thank I, you, guys. I, I, do have, I do have a few more questions for you. You talked about being a grad assistant at uh, Ohio University. What what was your what was your favorite game from that? That is a very easy one. It was week two, the very first year I was there. It was a Friday night football game versus Pitt. There is no doubt in my mind that's probably the greatest game I've ever been a part of. Oh, definitely. And so one one last question for you before you head out. Uh, obviously, you haven't really been to any. Uh, obviously, haven't. I'm not sure if you've made it to any Athens high school games uh, before. I'm not sure if Shenandoah plays. I think Shenandoah might be a little bit too small to play Athens. I played at, at I coached at Athens, uh, but it was a it was a neutral site playoff football game at Shenandoah back in 2003. We played, I believe it was Wheelersburg at Athens High School at the stadium. So I'd been there. That was the old stadium, um, but been there one time for that. Yeah, I, I have I have to say one thing that I've loved. Obviously, I'm coming in as an outsider as well. I didn't really, you know, really me and Cade, we've been down here for about one sports season. We've gotten to see Athens and Alexander. I'm not sure if you've heard of the rivalry between them, especially in basketball. Those are games that I, I never want to miss. I'm not missing a single Athens-Alexander game until I'm leaving here, but those games are incredible. Uh, how how important are the rivalries with with that and how as an athletic director do you kind of help control it to where it is you know a rivalry but to where it's not bad blood boiling over it's just friendly competition and rivalry between two towns that are somewhat close to each other well with the kids it's easy it's the adults that are sometimes a little bit more difficult to manage and handle that you set the tone with it and you create fun energetic ways to uh to keep that rivalry going. I, won't, I don't own a single thing that's red. My rival at the previous school that I was at is red. Athens rivals red. You won't see me wear it. Yeah. Perfect way to do it. Thanks for your time, Eric. Great, great having you on. We'll try to have you on some other time as well. That's Athens Athletic Director Eric Schultz. When we come back, me and Kate will talk about the MLB trade deadline after the break here on The Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Athens County cares about you. I'm Micah. Join me Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 on Classic Hits 970 AM and 971 FM WATH for discussions about essential information for seniors, such as nutrition, caregiving, mental health, Medicare, and all other relevant topics for seniors in Athens County and the surrounding areas. Athens County Cares, a project of the United Seniors of Athens County, Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 a.m. on WATH. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work-study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC 
Project Rest. We're the work of heart. We have the best selection of signs in the mid-Ohio Valley. Most are made in the USA, and many are made in Ohio, Indiana, and West Virginia. Sayings for grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, sisters, nurses, Irish blessings, West Virginia, Ohio, dogs and cats, police and firemen, military, teachers, scripture and memorial, and so much more. If you can't find what you need, you can use our laser engravers to make the special unique gift that would be treasured for a lifetime. How about a gift for a wedding or anniversary? We have just what you need. We have many beautiful pieces of framed and unframed art made by our local artist, Dee Jones. Her talent is exceptional and cannot be found anywhere else. No matter what the season, she has art that represents farm and country and so much more. Come see us today at A Work of Heart in Grand Central Mall or shop online at aworkofheart.biz. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. You got any clue what the song is, Kate? What's the song, Carl? I don't know what it is either. Oh, you don't know what it is either. We're just listening to the song. Okay, okay. You thought me because I'm the music guy. All right, I got you, I got you. I, I wasn't sure. It sounds familiar. I can't put my uh, I can't put my finger on what that song is. Anyways, it's a sports fan presented by JNK Contracting. Carl Blaylock, Kay Williamson here with you. And we have a trivia question if you think that you have the idea of what the answer to this is call the number 740-592-6646 and we'll put you on the air. Or if you just want to call in and discuss with us the MLB tread deadline, phone lines are open. Here's the trivia question. What World Series champion had the worst... Oh, let me rephrase this. I didn't phrase that good enough. What team who won the World Series championship had the worst record ever to win? The fall classic. Man, that's a good one. You can you can think about it. Don't look it up. We'll ask you later on in the show. That's a good one. But uh yeah. Carl, I gotta give you a little intel on me and trivia questions. I haven't been very good at them as of recently. Oh? Not at all. Not at all. Calling baseball over the summer. I believe I went six and twelve. Oh my! Over the stretch of the entire summer, calling baseball games. So, my goodness, not the best, not no, the best. That's, that's not good. That's not quite. Uh, that's not quite it. Yeah, I tried my best. Uh, all right. Anyways, though, let's look at the trade deadline. Let's first look at what the Reds did. Uh, first, they traded. They uh, let's see who did they trade. They traded Tyler Naquin and uh, Philip Deal, who I didn't even realize the Reds still had Deal. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I did not realize that they had deal. But anyways, uh, Tyler Naiklin and Philip Deal to the New York Mets for Jose Acuna, right-handed pitcher, and Hector Rodriguez, a center fielder. One of the few trades the Reds made where they did not get a shortstop back, which I found pretty interesting. But then again, you know, with shortstops, you can really put them anywhere on the field, really. I mean, that's what they call them. I mean, you're the captain of the infield. You're playing basically everywhere. Look what the San Diego did with uh, Fernando Tatis. I played him in the outfield last year, and he was a shortstop for him. He's still yet to return this season, but still, I think he'll have that position back at shortstop. But like you said, you can put shortstops anywhere, Carl. Exactly. I mean, and, that, and that, that's where it'll help. Uh, then, obviously, the big one, the Reds traded uh, Luis Castillo to the Mariners for four prospects, infielders Novelli, Marte, who was a huge get for the Reds. Edwin Arroyo also came, and then he had pitchers Levi Strout and Andrew Moore. Honestly, it seems like Seattle is becoming the Seattle Reds. I, I mean, the Reds in the offseason, they made that Jesse Winker and Nino you know, Suarez deal. Don't remind me. I know, I know. You as the Reds fan, you know, you know, you're not too appreciative of those deals. But And then they trade Castillo. He got his first start yesterday up in the Bronx. You had, you had, uh, and they won that game. They won that yes, game by a lot. You also have a few uh, former Reds who weren't on the Reds anymore who ended up up there. Kirk Casale. Yep. Yeah, he just got traded as well. He's, he's up there with the Mariners now from yep. the Giants. Mm -hmm. So I, they, they do have a lot of that. Uh, I, I, have, I, I like, I, I think that we kind of got, because we talked about this on last week's, last Thursday's show with Ethan Sargent, our resident Yankees guy. <laughs> uh, and we sat there and we talked. We had this huge discussion about, look, 
the Reds either wanted Volpe, one, the one or one number one or number two in the Yankee system, either Volpe or Dominguez were the two prospects that the Reds wanted. One of the two, the Yankees wouldn't part with them. Honestly, they didn't get it. Yeah, I think possibly the reason that the Yankees didn't go and make that deal is because they're still uncertain about Aaron Judge. I mean, when you sit at Aaron Judge, right now he's going to probably be the AL MVP. As long as nothing drastic changes over the last two months of baseball, he's going to go win an MVP. But he still he, he, has been breathing. extended. I mean, he's breathing down Roger Maris's neck. Oh, yeah. That's, that's something that non-steroid yeah. Yankees, nobody, I, I don't think anyone's broken uh, Maris's Yankees home run record. No, yeah, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think you might be right. Maybe, I don't even think A-Rod ever did it. No, even well, when A-Rod, A-Rod didn't get to play for half of it. So true, like. true. But, I mean, honestly, yeah, Judge with the Yankees, I mean, he's going to go get a big contract. From anybody that, personally, what I see, uh, perf- like, the perfect, perfect place for Aaron Judge to go is Los Angeles Angels. You want to know why? The Angels, so he can rot away? Yes, exactly. Because the Angels always go make big splashes like that. Look at Albert Pools. Look at C.J. Wilson. Look at Josh Hamilton. I mean, look at, those, look at those deals that they've made over the past 10, 15 years. And look what they can do. Uh, they might be able to change their fortunes with going getting an Aaron Judge, which uh, you would hope. But still, I mean, Aaron Judge, it just fits that typical Los Angeles Angels signing. Like, it's, it's perfect. It's written in the stars. I mean, they're the Angels, but the question is, what do you want to go to a contender? There's not very True. many. Te- there's not True. very many teams that really can sit there and they can, you know, legitimately think they can get Aaron Judge. I mean, I mean, I, I think yeah. you have the Yankees, you have the Astros, you have the Dodgers. You have all the big market teams that are the players in baseball. I, I mean, you don't have many else. The really, the other one I could see is maybe the White Sox. Uh, I, mean, oh, I, no. I, I know they don't. They aren't the biggest. Reinsdorf isn't the biggest spender when it comes to owners. Uh, but I mean, they need a culture change. Uh, Tony Larus is not working out with that squad. I know he's. Uh, but he's Jerry Reinsdorf's. Uh, I know he's. Their, buddy. I know they're best buds. I know they're best buds. I mean, it's perfect. But I, that's the whole reason why he's still there. I mean, I know. You could tell he felt. And Tony Larusa should not be a manager in baseball. You right? saw. You saw. I'm sure you saw the video a few weeks ago of, of him falling asleep, falling asleep yep. in the first setting yep. of a baseball game. Yes, I did. I mean, uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with that? You never know what's going to happen with that. But a good signing, you know, might be able to change your fortunes. Dallas Keuchel didn't pan out the way they wanted him to this year. Oh, he got DFA'd. I exactly. I mean, they're not. They're not playing to their potential like you thought this team was going to be uh, a force to come over the next couple of years. And now they're barely scrapping to stay in third place in the AL Central. I, I mean, you're behind the Twins and the Guardians. And the Guardians were a team that, I mean, when you look at payroll, they're in the bottom five of the league. And that's just because they have so much talent and so much farm development. They're such a good organization top to bottom, the way that they their pitching development. It's one of the best I, I've ever seen. I mean, you've got like guys like Shane Bieber. Over the past couple of years, you had Trevor Bauer, you had Mike Clevenger. Yeah, I mean, who else am I missing? Uh, Classe. I mean, you're sitting there and you're looking at these multiple guys that are just Karen check another guy out of the bullpen, like Tristan McKenzie. Like you've got so many of these good arms, and you can develop arms. You've also got the best third baseman in baseball, and you're still competing for a spot. Now, granted, let's talk about the other hand of the deadline. We didn't get to finish the Reds. But about the other Ohio team in the deadline. Yeah, let's let's finish with that. We had finish the Reds. And yeah, we'll Tyler, the Tyler Molly. Tyler Molly got traded to the Twins. They got uh, Spencer Steer, uh, left-handed pitcher Stephen Hadger. Uh, Steer was a shortstop, and then uh, this website. I'm, I'm on RedLegNation.com. They've got him as third baseman. I've seen shortstop, but infielder Christian Encarnacion Strand. Uh, who is their 14th-rated prospect? But Strand is mashed, from what I've seen. That's what I've, I've when I've seen a couple little film on him. What, uh, but like you said, it's very interesting. That the Reds have went and traded for a lot of left side of the infield guys. Uh, I mean, you've got in your system. You've got Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz is basically your top prospect right now because Lodolo and Hunter Green are in the MLB. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz is a guy I've seen a lot of film on. I've heard a lot about this kid. He basically just changed his fortunes last year. He's playing great again this year. He's going to be a force for the Reds in seasons to come. He's a great guy to have, 
But that's the guy you need to build around on the left side of the infield. You don't need to go get many of these other guys unless you're just going to use them as trade bait, which they could do down the line, maybe three, four years, go get a big free agent or make a big trade or something like that. That, that, might, be, that might be something that they might do, and, and there definitely be some people who will be available. I mean, uh, let's see. I mean, the, you never know. Mike Trout might want to trade. True. Because, True. I mean, he, he's getting tired of, you know, the Angels pretty much neglecting him. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, you have to figure out, would Bob Castellini, uh, you know, put the, would he be Funds. willing to put the bill? Yeah. I don't know. Never know. I, I, I doubt he would, but <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that's, uh. something, that's something we'll see. And then the last trade, uh, Brandon Drury got sent to San Diego for, uh, oh, where is it? Uh, Victor Acosta, a shortstop prospect. Again, probably trade bait. But you know you know who I've gained a ton of respect for in this trade deadline? Who's that, Carl? Reds GM Nick Kroll. Yeah. He, he, they made some good deals, he, honestly. He killed it on this trade deadline. Mm -hmm. And the, the more I'm thinking about it, I think he got a little bit too much hate in the offseason. He made some bad deals. But the more it looks like, I think when the front office lets him be, he is a dang good GM. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he made a couple questionable ones here and there over but the offseason. How, 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 how much of that was? It was tampering. Yeah, how much of that I'm was not really tampering, meddling, but meddling yeah, by the Yeah, office. yeah, that's a good way to put it, is meddling. I mean, you never know. Uh, he made some good deals. Uh, and honestly, the Reds, out of the teams that were sellers at this deadline, I thought they were one of the better teams to come out. I mean, yeah, you're still young. You're going to be young over the next couple of years. But when you're looking four or five years down the line, that's how baseball is. You've got to use your window, and you've got to compete in that window. They're going to have their window again. You're, they're going to go compete in that window. As long as they can just get maybe a little more pitching to help along the lines, I could see this team being a force in 2024, 2025. I, I think we have enough pitching, if I'm going to be honest. You do. Bullpen, bullpen. I, yes. Bullpen pitching is what we need. More yes. arms to have and add yes. on, just come out of the bullpen. I mean, starting pitching, top to bottom, pretty Pretty stout, I'll say, organizational depth points. Look at how Lodolo's looked the last few starts that he's been out there. Look at um, look at Lodolo. You can look at Green. Uh, there are several guys who you're sitting there going, like, these guys are good. Yeah. These guys are really good. Yeah, we'll so see. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, the Drury trade is not the trade that the Padres did that anyone's talking about. Or honestly, any of their other, they had like six trades on yeah. the deadline. Which doesn't, they traded doesn't for surprise Josh me. Hader. AJ Preller. Uh, they traded for Josh Hader. Who else did they trade Which, for? Which, honestly, when yeah, I look back and I looked at that Josh Hader deal, originally I was like, well, I guess it's about 50-50. I feel like as if Milwaukee can turn around Taylor Rogers a little bit, he's, I got off to a good start. He hasn't had a good time the rest of the season, but Milwaukee's a, uh, a big team. I was listening to the MLB Network the other day on the trade deadline, and they were piping up Josh Hader. Josh Hader's had an A-plus ERA since June. Josh yeah, Hader it, has not been the Josh Hader that you really think of. And they also said, Josh Hader's, if you're Milwaukee, he's in your plans to go win a World Series. They were in the playoffs in 2019 with Josh Hader in a very key spot. And guess what Josh Hader did? He went and choked the game away in that game. I mean, you lost the wild card game. You lost to the Nationals and especially gave up oh, a big hit to the how, other no, guy. Okay, how much of that was the air, though? I understand. But, uh, hey, think. Every single person involved with that play is now a Padre. Josh Hader, um... Oh, uh, who was who is it? Gr Grisham's, yeah, Grisham's, yeah, Grisham. and now Juan Soto, because Juan Soto was the one. Juan that Soto, that that's that's the big deal that the Padres made. Uh, nearly didn't. Well, I don't know if it nearly didn't happen. They had to kind of do it. It was just pieces. Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt is probably not happy at uh, Eric Hosmer right now <laughs> because I don't think anybody's happy with Eric Hosmer. Right now. <laughs> I mean, he, Eric Hosmer isn't happy with Aaron Ho Eric Hosmer. There was 45 minute. There was a 45 minute period there where they tweeted out, "This is a deal. Eric Hosmer is going to Washington." And then I think it was Bob Nightingale put, "It's Washington's on the no trade list for Hosmer. He's not part of the deal." And everyone's sitting there going, "Like, oh my gosh, Eric Hosmer." is going to ruin one of the biggest trades we've ever seen on a trade deadline. Yeah. And, and, and then, obviously, he did, and they worked around it. They just chose another player. Luke Voigt is now a Washington National. But And then uh, Hosmer got sent off to the Red Sox, the Red Sox yeah. later on. Honestly, though, for the Nationals, I think you're getting rid of 
Juan Soto, who's basically just Ted Williams. I mean, he is. He's Ted Williams. He plays just like him. He's the same exact person, like in the flesh. I, same exact baseball player, the way I see. I don't me, know about your comparison. I, I, the way his career is working out, I see him more like Miguel Cabrera. Really? In, in the career timeline. Maybe not quite the style of play, but the way his career is playing out, that's how I see him. Wins, uh, wins a World Series as a teenager. Team kind of falls apart after that. After about four, three or four years, he gets traded to a, a more competing team. He'll sit there. They'll have a window for about six, seven years where they'll be pretty good. I don't think they ever make a world. You know, maybe they make it to the World Series. I don't I think, think they, they ever can. win a World Series. Uh, if, but if San Diego can not step in their own way, San Diego's got the pieces to go do it. They have the Especially pieces. I'm not saying Soto. they don't have the pieces. I, I just I don't think they're going to win no, a World Series. I understand. Part of that is also beating up Big Brother. You got to beat up the Dodgers. You got to go get the Dodgers, and it's going to be so hard to stop the Dodgers just because of how they are top to bottom. One of the best organizations running baseball. I mean, you don't want to see it if you're a small market team fan or if you don't want the same teams in baseball here or there, which is understandable. But I mean, the Dodgers are just such a good organization. But they didn't get the best of the Padres this trade deadline. I mean, the Dodgers didn't really do much. The only one, that, the only big trade that they had was, almost, honestly, Joey Gallo. Yeah, no, they got Joey Gallo, which Ethan Sargent rejoices. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey. he, he complained about Gallo pretty much every single time. Although it is sad with Gallo because I'm not sure if you saw the interview he had with one of the Yankees press corps. I don't remember if it was somebody with Yes or who it was, but how he wanted to perform so well as a Yankee, and he just, he struggled. He couldn't do it. And I mean, it, it, I, it was just, ended up at the end just being a bad situation. He couldn't handle the lights in New York. And, you know, some players, they can't. Yeah, I mean, that's just how it is sometimes. It's tough to play in New York. And speaking of those Yankees, I mean, they didn't do too much at the deadline. I mean, oh. they went out, they got, uh, they made that one trade Montes. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got they got Montes. They got the, that was really their biggest trade that they did. That there, and the Harrison was, Bader trade. That made no sense flew, to me. It didn't make any sense to me either. I, I guess it, maybe because they want to get more stout defense out there. But, but why why trade Jordan Montgomery then? I, I, that, that's, because you got a bunch of arms. I mean, it's the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, they have do enough. You, I mean, they had like they got what, Nestor what? Cortez. You've got who, him. Who's the, who's the fifth guy starting, though? That's a that, good point. That's, that's but they the got point. organizational depth. They got depth. They can bring somebody up. Look at them like four or five years ago. Maybe, maybe had... Sever I mean, hopefully Severino. My only guess is maybe Severino's close to coming back. So you'll have, you'll probably have uh, Cole, who got lit up yesterday in that Mariners game. They gave up, He gave up six runs in the first inning. But you have Cole, Severino, Montas, uh, uh, Nestor, and who else? Yeah, I mean, they'll who, find somebody. They'll find somebody. So, it's the you know, that, that's something. Uh, but talking about teams that do nothing, and we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about Cade here for a second. Oh, okay. Even though you're from the central of Ohio by yep. Newark, yep. you're a Cubs fan. Yep. Born and raised. Ew. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's how it is. Born and raised. My uh, dad was a Cubs yeah, fan. Yeah. Grew up yeah. watching WGN. Picked it oh, up. Okay, as that, that's fair. And, and that explains why there's a lot more Cubs and, for that matter, Braves fans as well. Because I mean, heck, before I mean WGN, I don't think quit broadcasting Cubs games until like 2010, 2011. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, TBS up until 2006, you could watch the Cubs and the Braves every night. Yeah, you could. No matter where you were in the country. Exactly. As long as you had cable. You could watch those two teams. Mm -hmm. uh, but I got to ask, how do you feel about the Cubs doing absolutely nothing on the trade deadline? In all honesty, I'm, I'm okay with how we made out. I mean, if, it just depends on what happens with Wilson Contreras. Because the entire, I've said this this entire season for, about, the, about Ho Jed Hoyer and about Ricketts. The entire front office, I've talked about this the entire season about this Cubs team. They said at the beginning of the season, they said, You're gonna, we're going to be a competitive ball team. They're going to be a competitive ball club. They didn't go make that any crazy deals. False. It was false. <laughs> they, they, but, 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 you know, that's how they do it. 
but they said they were going to be competitive. They didn't go make any crazy signings besides Seiya Suzuki, which has been a good signing so far. I mean, he was only hurt for that time, but he's been pretty productive. Uh, but they said they were going to be competitive. They have not been competitive. So then when you get to the trade deadline and you're not a competitive team, they can sit there and blame it on the team. Oh, the team's underperforming. We can go trade away these pieces. The fans won't care. You know, they're not invested. Look but at the, the Reds. But hey, look at the Cubs. Top five in attendance. Bottom five in records. I, 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 it's Wrigley. It's Wrigley. It's it, Wrigley. It, it, it is. It's it Wrigley. Is. But still. In the Midwest, I mean, there's not even Fenway Park. You know, Fenway Park, it has its charm. You know, it's it's on the top of the list of some people to go. Everybody wants to go to Wrigley. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why. Still never been. I've still never been. I've been a Cubs fan my entire life. I've still never been to Wrigley, and that's my goal one day is to go to Wrigley. But back to the trade deadline and the deals that they made. Scott E. Frost trade, good trade. Perfect trade. You went and you got the Yankees' seventh-best prospect for a guy that's probably going to be very similar, in my opinion, to Ryan Tippera. Going to be the same exact guy. Tippera, you traded him away to the Chicago White Sox last year. You got Hugh, uh, Hoyer, uh, who's been a pretty decent guy out of the bullpen for the Cubs in a trade that, that's been for them. I'm perfectly fine with that deal because Efros is going to go and probably he's going to finish out. He's going to have a good year with the Yankees, but he's probably going to flame out after that. I mean, he's a guy that's a righty. He's a soft tosser. He's a sub submarine guy he's um i mean he's a guy that actually played at one point in the summers up near where i was but um i mean he, he's nothing special and the cubs made out pretty solid the givens deal i mean yeah it is what it is but the big place the big talks were with ian happ and wilson Contreras. Hap, I didn't see us trading i i didn't especially when uh jordan groshans for toronto because that's where Hap was rumored to go was to toronto that was the big talk when he got, when Groshans got traded to the Marlins and that deal that kind of flew under the radar with um, the Marlins and the Blue Jays, I knew at that moment that the Cubs were not trading away Ian Happ because you're not going to go and you're not going to give up Ian Happ unless you're getting a good prospect and a guy that's going to be ready very shortly. What do the Cubs need? They need a third baseman spot. What is Groshans? A third baseman spot. They didn't get him. He got traded to a different spot. There you go. No Ian Happ. Wilson Contreras? Jed Hoyer did a good job of trying to trade away Wilson Contreras because he put the price as high as you could. Wilson Contreras right now is probably one of the best catchers in baseball. And that's a good way to put it. National, he was a National League starter. He's one of, the best, one of the best offensive catchers in the game of baseball. I mean, when you see him hit, he's just been amazing. He's playing a contract year. All the people in Chicago wanted to stay. They tried to extend him. It didn't really work out. They bought out his arbitration for this year. And all signs pointed to he was getting traded away. A lot of the talks were with the Mets. But when the Mets made that Darren Ruff trade and gave up as much as they did for Darren Ruff. That was a questionable trade. It was a questionable trade. But as soon as that happened, I knew he wasn't going to the Mets. And the only other team that I heard real talks about Wilson Contreras, and it was the day of the trade deadline, it was the Rays. And I said, the Rays are not going to go and give up the high asking price that Hoyer and the front office of the Cubs are going to go and want for Wilson Contreras. So he's staying a Cub. So a lot of people are talking, you're just going to go offer, give him a qualifying offer, and he's going to leave, and he's going to go sign a big deal. You get your first-round pick. That's what people are looking at. It's a possibility. But personally, Wilson Contreras is a guy you need to build around. He is. He's a guy you need to go and you need to build around. Because if you think about that, that 15 to, like, 18 stretch of the Cubs, when they were, like, legit competitors and trying to win a World Series, and they got their one in 16. But when you look at that team... You look at how, how mixed it was. You've got guys that were very diverse overall everywhere. You had old veterans. You had guys like John Lester. You had guys like Ben Zobrist. You had guys like David Ross. You had Miguel Montero. I mean, you've got some of those old guys that bring that veteran presence, and the rest were all homegrown young dudes. So what you need to do is do the same exact thing. Keep Wilson Contreras around. Keep Ian Happ around. Next year you can trade off Kyle Hendricks because he's getting up there in years and but the issue with the Cubs is if you can develop pitching. You've got yeah. some solid. You've got some solid guys. You've got Brendan Davis in your system. You've got Pete Crow Armstrong in your system. You've got Ed Howard in your system. You've got some guys. You just need to develop pitching. And that, and also the draft. It goes back to the draft. When the Cubs did not draft a catcher very early in that draft, I knew. I thought personally, that's going to keep Wilson. Because you don't, the only guy I can think is Miguel Amaya. He's the only guy in the Cubs system that might be a decent catcher. And my decent catcher is, 
he'll have a decent two, three years. He'll be good defensively, and they'll go, and he'll be a, he'll be a journeyman backup guy. That's the difference. Wilson Contreras is not that guy. If you can go sign him long-term, maybe build in the next couple of years, I don't see it as bad. I don't see it. It just depends on what the front office does and if they're willing to spend. What trade What trade for you really stood out uh, out of all the trades? Just in general? Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think. There were a lot. I know we kind of hemmed on that Bader trade, I, that, and it was right at the deadline. But the one that, I mean, the Juan Soto one. Obviously, yeah. I, I, That's the biggest deal. It's one of the biggest in trade deadline history. You're sitting there, and you're talking about Juan Soto. Juan Soto's uh, an amazing baseball player. He's one of the better guys in the league. Um, and honestly, I don't, I, I don't think that the Nationals got a bad return for him. I don't. You got Luke Voigt, who's had a good season. Luke Voigt's a good guy. I don't know if you're going to hang on to him very long, but still, it's Luke Voigt. You also got C.J. Abrams, though. C.J. Abrams is going to be a stud shortstop. This dude is amazing. He's one of the better prospects in the Padres system. He's not, he wasn't going to play out there anyway, so they were willing to trade him off because he got a log jam in the middle infield of that squad. But Juan Soto, in return, I mean, San Diego at this point, they're trying to go for it all. They're trying to go for it all right now. And their goal is to beat the Dodgers. If you can beat the Dodgers and just put yourself in a series, a seven-game set with the AL champion, throw all your cards out on the table. You never know what's up. But another big thing that the Nationals got was Mackenzie Gore, which if Mackenzie Gore can stay healthy, that's a good return. I don't know. We might be talking five years from now. Juan Soto's not the Juan Soto he is. Right now, it looks like it might be in favor of the Padres. Five years from now, we'll see. For me, I, I think I'm going to go a little bit under the radar with uh, the deal that, I, that really stands out to me. But one of the deals that really stood out to me was Trey Mancini. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that Trey one. Mancini and Jaden Murray uh, sent to the Astros. The Rays got outfielder Jose Siri. Uh, the Orioles got Seth Johnson and Chase, yeah, Chase McDermott from Houston. Kind of an interesting three-team trade by three teams over 500. The... The, the Orioles are selling a little bit. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, too. Because, look, I, the team that I see in the Orioles this year is the Mariners last year. Yep. Remember the Mariners last year? Yeah. They, they traded away their closer, but they still they got this really good guy. I don't remember his name. Uh, from Houston. Yeah. Though. Oh, and, me, too. Look, look that up and see I will, where it I, I'll get you. But uh, they had quite a few decent, you know, they had quite a few decent players. And what, what they ended up doing is, you know, they Toro. still... Toro. Yep. Yes. Toro. And basically, they, you know, they kind of went, look, like, we're still going to go. They, they traded away their closer, but they got back a few guys who, importantly, had a quite a few years of club control. They, they, they were kind of... Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. And you so, also got one of the better farm systems in baseball. Exactly. Look at J-Rod. J-Rod's, J-Rod's been amazing this year. He's been incredible. Julio yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah. I mean, just look at what he did at the home run derby. Exactly. Uh, so we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens with that. But I, I see a lot of that Mariners team where I think they'll stay in the race. I don't think they'll go down to the final day like what the Mariners did. But they're going to use that experience. They're going to, you know, get some more players this or next year plus and plus the Orioles guys, are going to get around I think they the got Orioles guys in their system they you do. got Grayson Rodriguez you got D.L. Hall you've got Gunnar Henderson you've got some good dudes that are coming up in the pipeline yes I I will say the one team that I have no clue what they were doing on the trade trade deadline the Boston Red Sox yeah who knows I what really don't know doing? what or you want to know who else Colorado Rockies what were the Rockies doing you they had pieces to trade the Rockies had pieces to trade, and they didn't trade anybody. That's not surprising, but come on now. They've never done that. Like, come on. When have they done that? They didn't trade Arenado, and then when they did, they Got literally nothing. traded him for $500 million, or five, 50, you know, like $50,000, something cr- the, like that. The other crazy thing is, why the heck did they go and sign Chris Bryant? I, 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 I don't know. And that might flame in their face, because he hasn't been healthy all season. Hasn't been healthy all season. I don't know. That makes no sense. We got our trivia question of the day. And if you think you know the answer to it, call the number 
592-6646. What World Series champion had the worst record of all time to win the Fall Classic? What Fall Classic champion had the worst record ever to win? We'll find out in a few bit in a few minutes. Well, we only got 10 minutes left in this show, 10-15 minutes. We come back, we'll talk a little bit about football. That'll be after the break here on Power. Or not Power 105. I'm used to DJing. My <laughs> oh, goodness. boy. This is the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting on 970 WATH. That's right. Ohio is dotted with abandoned oil and gas wells called orphan wells. The state of Ohio needs your help to locate these wells and manage their risk to the environment. If you think there's an orphan well on your property or in your neighborhood, let the Ohio Department of Natural Resources know. Visit oilandgas.ohiodnr.gov to learn more about orphan wells, to see examples, and report your possible well today. That's oilandgas.ohiodnr.gov. Sponsored by the Ohio Department of Natural Resources, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Hey, it's Randy. We'll have Lemon Law updates, and we never get tired of talking about tires. Join us. That's Auto Smarts, Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. What a nice guitar riff. Great guitar riff here. It's the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting here on 970 WATH. I'm here with Kate Williamson and Kate. Football. There's football tonight. It's the Hall of Fame game. It feels weird because literally training camp started last week. Yep. And we're already having the Hall of Fame game. Yep. Which uh, really surprises me. And also, it's two teams that I, I don't know why they're on. It's the Jaguars <laughs> and the Raiders. Uh, uh, it's not exactly one of those games you sit there and go, yes. But it's football. It's uh, the first football yeah. game, even if it's preseason, even if it's a week after training camp starts, even if it's one of the worst teams in the NFL last year and another one who has <laughs> one of the not good coaches in the NFL in Josh McDaniels. They really should have kept Rich Bisaccia. I agree. But it's the Raiders, it's the Jaguars. It's just exciting to have football back. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's August. August is when it returns. This month we got college football. We got high school football starting up around the area. Got the NFL starting, you know, in a month. It's football season, Carl. Speaking no of high school football, we got an announcement to make. Obviously, we have the, uh, we are we already went through and have the schedule for the Power 105 game of the weeks. And obviously, I'm going to be calling those alongside you, Kate. It's yep. going to be the dynamic duo coming back. We called we called a few basketball games. In the uh, in the in the fall, I think we could say we're the dynamic duo. We could. I mean, I we're going to be on power. Yeah. We're going to be, you know, we're going to have the game of the week. It'll be it'll be fun. I'm I'm really excited. I'm uh, really ready to get right into it. Uh, Carl, I'll ask you this question: hmm. What's out of the schedule? What game are you most excited to go to? There's two games I'm really excited for. There's two games that I really have circled that I cannot wait for that we're covering. Uh, first of all, it's the First, I'm really excited for um, Nelsonville, York at Newark Catholic. Oh, we're, go we're, going, we're going. We're going. We're going on a road trip. About that one. Don't even get me started about that. You, one. you could talk about. You could talk about how excited you are about that one. That one I'm excited about. The other one I'm excited about. Week four. Uh, Tremble hosts Fairland. I, I was down in Fairland. Yeah. I was moonlighting for Gridiron Glory uh, earlier this week. Went down to talk to Coach Melvin Cunningham. Great, I mean, great coach, great man. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the most, one of the most incredible people that uh, I think I've ever met. He, his program down in Fairland is everything that is right with high school athletics. That's good, and it's great. And it, 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 it I was at practice, and I'm sitting there like I miss football. Yeah. I miss football. No, I was the same way because just like you, I was moonlighting for Gridiron Glory last night, actually. And guess where I went up to, Carl? Newark Catholic. Newark Catholic. Our week two game. I'm from the area. I know a lot of their guys. Their quarterback, I actually uh, used to play baseball. 
with them. Same organization that was at one point for a little summer ball team. But I got to got to talk with them a little bit. I mean, last year they were the state runner-ups, and we're going to get to call them this year. Against Nelsonville York Buckeyes, it's going to be a really good game up there at Newark's White Field. Uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'm really excited for it because it's a team from my area, and it's your Buckeyes, Carl. I know you no, love not saying my not your Buckeyes, Buckeyes but I, I, do, I, do I know it's your saying mm, Buckeyes. And I know, I know. But, That's uh, what I was meaning with it, was <laughs> that the sayings with the Buckeyes. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, well, anything, anything you can say uh, with an you know, with, with the Buckeyes, with it, it just it sounds good, and I've I've done it, you know, I've done it for Ohio State a lot too, like you know, touchdown Buckeyes. Yep. It, it just it just it rolls. Oh, off I the can't count. wait! I can't it wait sounds, to hear that so many right. times. It's, it's gonna, gonna be. be it, we got Nelson, New York, quite a few times. We got Trimble quite a few times. Trimble, uh, Trimble, a good a good team. I'm Trimble, I'm, I'm really excited to see team. him play. I'm really excited to see him play. I, I mean, I haven't got to see him play very much. I heard a lot of good things about that squad last year. I, you know, you never know what you can, you can happen. Football, we can do some predictions here and there. You can really kind of guess, but you never know. It's football Friday nights, Friday night lights. Yeah, cl- closer can happen. Yeah, clo- closer to uh, closer to everything. We're going to try to get every uh, coach from Athens County onto the show. I know so far we can confirm that uh, August tenth we're going to have Athens head coach Nathan White will be on the show. For us, it'll be on uh, Wednesday, August 10th. And then August 12th, we'll have Federal Hawking's head football coach, Lance Benninger. He'll be on August 12th. That's a Friday. And then we're trying, we're trying, to, figure out, we're trying to figure out dates with uh, Rusty Richards as well. I've uh, been in contact with him as we're trying to figure out when a time would work. Same with Phil Ferris up in Trimble. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to get everybody on. To the sports fan, and you know, then we'll you know preview probably the uh, last day before the uh, last day before start of the regular season. Start of the start of the season. We'll 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 preview everything, and I'm not sure if we'll have you on or who all we'll have on, but we'll have somebody on. We'll talk and talk through the TVCs. Uh, anyways, we'll go to break, and then when we come back, we'll give the answer for the trivia question. Cade, you better be thinking and do I'm not look thinking. it up. I'm. Think about it. Think about it. See if you can think about it. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. And for you, the listeners at home as well, this team won 83 games. They went 83 and 79 the year they won the World Series. So 83 and 79. That, that should help you a little bit because, well, there, there's two teams. There's two teams that have ever won a pennant with, under 84 wins and uh, you know they're not teams that obviously aren't normally that good one of them actually did it back when there was only two or only two playoff spots which is incredible yeah so i'll I'll give you that hint it is after they added the four play uh, after they added the wild card after they added the wild card so after 1994 Anyways, we'll take a break. We'll have that in our surefire hot picks after the break here on Power. Not Power. My That's goodness. That's the second time. My goodness. Hey, I'm, I'm used to DJing over on the I other understand. side. It's, it's a W-A-T-H, the J&K contracting sponsored sports fan here on Power. No, oh, just did it again. Oh, just go to break. Oh, oh to break. this is 970 W-A-T-H. Racing at the Athens County Fair. Nothing beats the sound of thundering hooves as they head to the finish line. Catch the excitement of harness racing Friday and Saturday at the Athens County Fair in Athens. Post time Friday, 5 p.m., Saturday, 12 noon. Horses, racing, and winners at the Athens County Fair. Friday and Saturday, be there. For more than 75 years, the VA Home Loan Benefit has helped millions of eligible veterans and service members achieve their piece of the American dream, a home for their families. Did you know that you could purchase a home or refinance your current home loan with your VA Home Loan Benefit? VA Home Loans have lower closing costs and generally enjoy lower interest rates than other borrowers. The VA Home Loan may save you thousands of dollars on your mortgage. For more information, visit www.va.gov or talk to a lender of your choice. Choose VA. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. 
Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Ultimate Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. It's the sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. It's time to do our surefire, well, hot picks. We can, uh, I mean, we can say hot, but uh, uh, I'm not sure how hot it has been lately. <laughs> uh, at least for me personally. Let's see. I have one, two, three, three and a half. I had a, a parlay. I had a parlay on uh, two of the days, and I got half of the parlay right on two of those days. But I've not had an outright win in uh, since, oh, my. <laughs> oh, July wow. 13th. He's looking. July 13th. So uh, we'll see. Kate, what do you got? Uh, well, right now I'm looking at, the, looking at the Braves and Mets game. Right now the Mets are favorites. Minus 120 tonight heading into that one. You've got Kyle Wright for the Braves going against Cookie Carrasco for the Mets. And I'm feeling the Braves. I really am. I'm going to take, take my chances. I'm going to go Braves. All righty. He's going to go with the Braves. Braves money line tonight in that one. Plus 100 for tonight's ball game. Plus 100 on the money line. I, I am going to go with uh, the Hall of Fame game. I am going to become a real degenerate. Uh, I'm betting on the uh, Hall of Fame game, preseason football. But then again, with it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, they've not looked that good. Uh, I don't even remember who they hired as their head coach, so I'm not expecting much from them. The line on this is Raiders minus two and a half. Take the Raiders. Also, the interesting thing, I looked at the over-under for this game. You, you have any guess what the over-under is for it? Uh, I don't know what the over-under is. I want to say maybe, like, maybe in the 20s. Maybe. Close, 20, close. Really? 30 and a half. Really? 30 wow. and a half. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, here's our surefire hot picks for me. Raiders minus two and a half. Cades is Braves money line. And now it's time to answer our trivia question of the day. What World Series champion had the worst record when they won the World Series? The fall classic, Cade. What are your guesses? You had it down to two teams. Yeah, I had it down to the Marlins in the 90s, and late 90s. 97 was yes, that year. Yes, it was 97. I originally thought it was 96. It was 97. It's 97 Marlins, or it's the 06 Cardinals. And it's when the Cardinals beat the Tigers. Because I remember seeing something about them not having a good record that year. And so you know what? I'm going to go 06 Cardinals. That is correct. The 06 Cardinals with a record of 89 or no, 83 and 79. And uh, not only that, they won that series in five, in five games. It was yeah. dominating. It was yeah. dominating. Against the Tigers team, that was pretty solid, too. Well, the uh, also crazy thing was how they ended up going. Yeah. How did they get there? It was wild. Anyways, that's a sports fan. We'll be back tomorrow. I think it's me and Ethan here on nine, or 970 WATH. <laughs>